The number one priority for the Atlanta Braves this offseason shouldn't be signing a free agent, trading for somebody. It should be keeping one of their own in-house, and I'm talking about Max Freed. Getting an extension done with Max Freed should be priority number one for the Braves. I'll tell you why on this episode of Lockdown Braves, so let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jacob Mastriani. You can follow me on social media at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. Make sure you follow the podcast on social media at lockdown underscore braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Always try to make this show as interactive with you as possible. We'll have our mailbag episode on Friday, so look for my post from lockdown underscore braves where you can submit your questions to be answered on Friday's mailbag episode. Always look forward to that each and every week. If you're new, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Of over 7,500 subscribers there, so glad to see that continuing to grow. Hit that thumbs up button because that's how we do continue to grow here on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Braves wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to all those everydayers out there. I see you let me know in the comments section. I try to get to all the comments that I can on each and every video, but you are doing a tremendous job there. Thank you for continuing the discussion offline, off the podcast. Love this community we built here at Locked On Braves. On today's podcast, we are going to talk about what I think should be priority number one for the Atlanta Braves this offseason. That is extending Max Freed. I'm going to give you the reasons why, what the contract looks like, and maybe I'll give you some of the uh, issues as well. Some of the reasons why maybe you wouldn't. One, two. We'll talk about it all here regarding Max Freed on today's episode. Before we do that, though, I want to let you know today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. All right, let's jump into the topic for today. And we hinted at it a little bit on yesterday's episode. And that is Max Freed and extending Max Freed. Um, before we do that, I want to give a shout out to some of the people here live with me. We got CJ, Jeffrey, Brian, Nixie, Joey, me, Kenneth, Peter, Golden Child, Jessica, Leland, and others. Thanks so much for joining me here live. If you are new to the podcast, I do a lot of live episodes, particularly during the off season, usually starting around 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern. Start a little late tonight. Sorry about that. It is my wife's birthday. Happy birthday to my lovely wife out there. But if you want to join live, make sure that you do and make time for that. Um, Arginus and Josh in here as well. Thank you so much for that. Well, let's jump into this Max Freed discussion. Why extend Max Freed? Let's go back through the history just a little bit in case some of you are unfamiliar with Max Freed and the work that he's done and his resume. Lefty, Former first-round pick by the Padres, traded to the Braves in part of that Justin Upton deal in 2014. I believe it was either after or while he was recovering from Tommy John surgery, and the Braves made that deal, you know, taking a chance on a guy, a first-round, you know, talent with a lot of upside. So, obviously, great deal for the Braves in the end. 
He, the Braves eased him in as a reliever and a spot starter during the 2017-2018 season before he fully joined the rotation in 2019. 2019 season was a bit bumpy for him, but pretty much since then, he's been one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. Since that 2019 season, he's 14th among all pitchers in F4 at 15.1. Interesting, interestingly enough, Charlie Morton is one spot ahead of him at 15.6. He's thrown the 30 most innings over that stretch, second most wins with 60 over that stretch. Cole, Gary Cole tops that list with 71, which is just insane. He's 26th in walk per nine, just a 2.17 walk per nine, fourth in home runs per nine at 0.79. Guy does not allow home runs, which is great in today's game where everybody is trying to lift and separate. Ninth in ground ball percentage at 52.9%. One of the best at getting the ball on the ground. Eighth in ERA over that span at 3.00. And 30th in whip at 1.13. But surprising the whip that low. But again, because he is a ground ball pitcher, he does give up a good bit of hits. And that is evident by, evident by the fact that he is 99th in Babbitt over that stretch at 296. He has a 296 Babbitt over since 2019. That is extremely high, but it's because he is a ground ball pitcher and he's going to give up some weak hits. He's going to give up, you know, those little bloopers, infield uh, singles like that. And we see that from time to time and it can be frustrating, but it's just part of, you know, his game. He's, you know, a bit more pitch to contact type of pitcher. And every now and then you're going to give up some hits that way when the ball is put in play, which is why it's so important to put the ball in play because every now and then you're going to get those weak, weak hits. But one of the best in all of baseball at getting ground balls, keeping the ball in the ballpark, and giving up soft contact. He has the ninth best soft contact percentage since 2019 and the sixth best hard contact percentage. So not giving up a lot of hard contact, giving up a lot of soft contact. That's who Max Fried is, and he's been one of the best pitchers in all of baseball since he joined the rotation. And specifically since 2020, really, He's been one of the better pitchers in all of baseball. I think clearly a top 10 pitcher the last four seasons. And since that 2019 season when he did fully join the rotation, you can make an argument he's a top 15, top 20 pitcher. So he is one of the best pitchers in baseball. As Nick C sa says, Freed is underrated. And, and I believe that as well. I think we're starting to see, especially after the 2022 season when he finished second in the NL Cy Young, I think a lot of more people are kind of believing in Max Freed now. And I could understand maybe some of the reasons not to, because you look at his profile and it's not that dominant, you know, high K per nine type of pitcher. But when you've done it for as long as Max Freed has now, and you you know have the results that he has gotten, you got to believe now that Max Freed is just a, a great pitcher. And I think more people are starting to come around on that at this point. He's getting more national attention. I see him in top 10 rankings more often now than we did before. So the bottom line here is when we talk about Max Freed, who is Max Freed? Max Freed has been a, again, top 15, top 20 pitcher at least since 2019. And like I said, really the past three or four years, I think he's been a top 10 pitcher, maybe the best left-handed pitcher in all of baseball. That's who Max Freed is. That's who the Braves have atop their rotation. And he's also been very consistent with his production. He had a 4.02 ERA and a 1.33 whip in 2019. I mentioned that first season in the rotation. A little, some ups and downs there. But since then, since 2020, 
a two. He's been between 2.25 and 3.04 ERA. Really, really good. He's been between a 1.014 and 1.13 WHIP. Again, really, really good. So he has been very consistent, particularly the last four years. Been one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. It's wild that he's only made one All-Star game. He would have made it in 2020 if they had had one. He's finished top five in the NL Cy Young voting twice, including that 2020 season. And then I mentioned that second place finish in 2022. This is somebody with their track record and what they've been able to do that is deserving of a big contract. Make that very clear. Max Free deserves everything that's coming his way. He has proven it over a good bit of time, four or five years, that he is one of the better pitchers in baseball. He deserves a huge contract. And I think he's, whether he gets the extension from the Braves or goes to free agency, you know, as long as he remains healthy in 2024, he's going to get a big deal and he deserves it. Now, the one thing that I see a lot of fans, especially after this past season, saying, you know, reasons not to extend Max Freed are the injury hit quote unquote history. Um, I'll get into more of that in a minute, but he's averaged just under 150 innings a year over the last four full seasons. And in that 20 short and 2020 season, and he did have a little bit of a hiccup in that season, he still made 11 starts in that shortened season. He's also thrown 65 postseason innings in his career. Last season was the first time he has missed significant time throughout his career. You know, he's had some IL stints during seasons, you know, maybe one trip to the IL here, a start or two skip, but for the most part in his career, he has been healthy and he has been there. Um, I understand coming off this past season, why you might be a little bit more hesitant to extend him. Look at the injuries that Max Fried has dealt with over his career, though. It's it's blisters that she's dealt with pretty much his entire professional career. The illness that he had going into last postseason, or I guess two postseasons ago now, not much you can really do about that. You know, a finger injury, a hand injury, an ankle injury, a, a, a hamstring injury, you know, all minor things so far for Max Fried. The only real concerning one for me is the forearm issue that he had at the beginning of 2023 that led him to miss so much time. That is worrisome. It's a guy who's already had Tommy John. Now you can definitely have Tommy John again, and you can definitely tear that UCL again. But anytime you hear forearm issue, it is huge red flag and very concerning for pitchers. But he took the time off. He came back and he looked like Max Fried when he came back. So that makes me feel a little bit better about that. One good thing I will say, well, before I get into that, about pitcher injuries, it, it is why, I, and I have said for so long, I don't think this extension gets done because just signing pitchers to long-term deals is a huge risk. And Alex Anthopoulos has yet to do that. As Joe Mixon says, it, it's, a, it's a ticking time bomb, and, and all pitchers are. Pitchers are going to get hurt at some point. God did not design the arm to do what pitchers do for as long as they do it. All pitchers are, are have a short shelf life for the most part. Any pitcher you sign to a long-term deal, you could go out and sign Sonny Gray tomorrow to a three, four-year deal, tears the UCL, he's gone for two years. It's just that can happen with any pitcher. There is huge injury risk with any pitcher. I get that. 
One thing that makes me feel a little bit better about Max Freed is that he is not high velocity dependent. I worry more about signing pitchers to long-term deals that are so dependent on the high effort max velocity. Freed is not dependent on that. He can get by with the curveball, with the slider, with his other pitches. Is it great when he has that fastball hitting 95, 96? Yes, but I feel like Max Freed can still be effective at 92, 94 with those secondary pitches, with how smart of a pitcher that he is. I think he can still be effective like that. Not comparing him to a Greg Maddox or a Tom Glavin, but you know those were guys that you feel really good about how they age because they could lo- locate consistently and they didn't have to rely on big velocity. And I feel like Max Fried is in that same mold. Um, you know, I look at a, a Liam Hendricks for, sorry, Kyle Hendricks for the Cubs, somebody that doesn't have to rely on big velocity, but can still be effective and get the job done. So yes, Freed may not be an ace for, you know, the next six, seven years. I, I fully believe that and understand, but could he still be an ace for the next two or three years? And then the final three or four years of a deal, you get a guy who's a, a middle rotation pitcher that can still give you innings and give you a chance to win. I certainly think Freed is somebody like that. But the injury thing, look, that's any pitcher. You go outside and Aaron Nola right now, same risk apply there. Same thing with a Blake Snell, Yamamoto, whoever you go, want to go out and sign. It's it's just that is the type of risk that comes with pitching. Kenneth McHenry saying Max has been very durable. I believe he has. Look, outside of this past season, yes, he has had an IL stint here or there during other seasons, but it's nothing major. But outside of this last season, he has been very dependable for the Braves. It's unfortunate the last two postseasons, you know, we had the illness going into the 2022 postseason, had the blister issues going into 2023. That is unfortunate and and tough timing. But again, I feel for the most part, he's been a dependable pitcher for the Braves, and I feel like he will going forward. But it comes with that caveat, all pitchers are high risk and could get injured and be gone for essentially two years at any point. So those are the positives and negatives of extending Max Freed. Next, I want to tell you what that deal could look like and if the Braves should do it. We'll discuss that next. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered with Jace Medical. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one year supply. You just get it taken care of one time for one year. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use our promo code Locked On at checkout for a $20 discount as well over at jacemedical.com. And don't just take my word for it. Listen to this customer feedback about Jake. Jace, not me, but about Jace says, I am thankful for the service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut peels in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel so secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you are someone you you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use our promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. I got my Jace case, not your Jake cake. 
Chase case. I had some cake today uh, with my wife and her birthday, but you get your Jace case over at jacemedical.com. I got mine. I feel very secure and thankful to have it. When you use our promo code to lock down, you get $20 off your purchase over at jacemedical.com. All right, getting back into the Max Freed extension discussion. Gave you some of the pros and cons for extending Max Freed. Now, what does that extension look like? Because of the age of Max Freed, he'll turn 30 in January. It's hard to envision him getting more than a six, I think seven-year deal tops. I just think you go any longer than that, it's a huge risk. Now, if somebody, he gets the free agency and somebody wants to overpay, and he wants those added years, then I think he could get there. But I feel like six, seven years is very doable. It makes sense for Max Freed with where he is at. Snell is about to turn 31, and he is being projected to get a seven-year deal for around $200 million. Now, he's coming off a Cy Young season, and the market is thin on starting pitching. So I don't know that that is a, a great comparison. The comp that a lot of people have used is Carlos Rodon, who got a six-year, $162 million deal from the Yankees last offseason, left-handed pitcher, you know, had the, the makings of a top-of-the-rotation pitcher. Maybe it's not the best example to talk about because he kind of fell off a cliff this past year. I don't believe that'll happen with Max Freed, who had, you know, in my mind, a much better track record than Rodon. I think somewhere in between those two is probably fair value. Um, uh, six years at 28 mil per year. So six years, 168 million. I think that is a, a fair deal. I think, I think if he comes back in 2024, proves healthy, has a big year, you know, finishes top five in the Cy Young voting again, which he's more than capable of doing and goes to the open market. I think he gets more than that. But I think that is a pretty fair offer. Six years, 168 million, 28 million a year. It'd be way more than anything Alex Anthopoulos has given given out in terms of AAV. Definitely the biggest pitcher contract he's ever handed out. You could maybe do a seventh year and lower that AAV a little bit. Maybe you do seven years at 26, 27 million a year. But I think Alex Anthopoulos, in just the way that he has worked before. I think he'd prefer to take the shorter contract and the higher AAV, you know, if that is if that is the option. You look at, you know, the Freddie Freeman situation, not to bring that back up, but the whole, you know, entire holdup in that deal was that he didn't want to go to that sixth year with Freddie Freeman. You know, right or wrong, he kind of drew his line in the sand there. He didn't want to go to that sixth year. And that was a big hangup in those negotiations. That and his manager or his Freddie Freeman's agent not being uh, completely forthright about those discussions. But we're not going to hash that out again, but I think six years, $28 million a year, I think that's a pretty fair market value offer. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily consider that a team-friendly deal, although I do think he could get more than that on the open market. Again, if he were to stay healthy and go into the offseason, I think he probably gets more than that. But I think, I think that is a fair offer uh, that the Braves can make, and one I think Max Fried would have to really – really consider. Um, so that's what I think the deal could look like. Maybe a little bit more than that. You know, maybe he gets 30 million a year. Again, uh, I think he's worth it. And I think he goes, if, if Aaron Nola and Blake Snell are getting 30 million a year on the open market, Max Fried is going to get 30 million a year 
on the open market. I, I truly believe that. But I think 28, you know, anywhere from 26, 28 million a year is probably as high as I would want to go on Max Freed. And I think that's a fair offer. And I think six years is the most I'd want to go. Again, if you had to do a seventh to kind of uh, get it over the hump, maybe do a seventh year at a little bit less money. Uh, you know, maybe a seventh year at, at 25 million, 20 million, something like that, with maybe a, a buyout um, in there. Uh, again, th there's ways, you know, they'll, they'll figure that out. But six years, 168 million, that's what I would offer. And that's what I would hope Max Reed would take. Mentioned this on yesterday's podcast, want to bring it back up. And, uh, you know, don't want to go into too much detail. I don't want to get too inside baseball with this, but what this would do to the luxury tax. If they were to make this contract extension happen now, it would dramatically increase the luxury tax for the Braves in 2024 because luxury tax takes into account the AAV of the entire contract. And I mentioned this yesterday. Right now, the AAV for Max Freed in 2024 is $14 million or whatever he's going to get in arbitration. You make this deal, then all of a sudden the AAV for Max Freed in 2024 goes up to 26, 27 million. So we're talking about another 10, 12 million towards the Braves' luxury tax threshold number in 2024, which might might hurt what else they could do this offseason. So again, I still think they need to get it done. I think it should be priority number one before you go giving out a bunch of money to some other free agent starting pitchers. I would make sure you know what you have in Max Freed going forward and if, if he's going to be one of your guys at the top of the rotation going forward because I think that changes. I think if you feel like that's not going to happen, then I think you need to do a lot more work this offseason to try to find that guy who's going to – I don't think you can really replace Max Freed. I don't know that anybody in the free agent market, unless you're going to get Otani and you know hoping that he comes back and is a top of the rotation pitcher again, which I think he will be, but that's not happening regardless. I don't see anybody on the in the free agent class that's going to be able to replace Max Freed. But if you think he's not coming back, then I think you really need to start doing some legwork to prepare for that and prepare for what happens beyond. I want to take something I didn't have noted here, but I want to bring it up again. Braves should not trade Max Freed. I know there are some thoughts on that going around. Braves should not trade Max Freed just because he's in the last year of his arbitration. Um, just because, you know, be a free agent after the season, the Braves are trying to win a world series. You don't trade away aces when you're trying to win a world series. First of all, you're not going to get that value back in a trade. You're not going to find another max freed out there in a trade. And if you keep them again, you use him while you try to win another world series, you give him a qualifying offer at the end of the year and you get a high draft pick and increase your bonus pool. So even if you do keep him and he walks, there is some benefit. You get, at least get something back in return for that. Braves are not going to trade Max Freed. I would be absolutely floored in a very bad way if the Braves decided to trade Max Freed. There's always with, risk with pitchers. We already talked about that. It's why Alex Anthopoulos has stayed away from signing pitchers to long-term deals. But I feel like Freed is worth taking that risk on because, again, you never know when somebody could get hurt. but you look at a rotation with Spencer Strider and Max Freed at the top of it for the next six years, which I'm about two of the top 10, if not top, you know, top 15, if not top 10 pitchers in all of baseball, the top of your rotation. I'll take that. Absolutely. 
Aces do not come around very often. The Braves search forever to find one after the, the Glavin Maddox Smoltz years. And they have one in Max Freed. They have two in Freed and Strider. And to be able to lock both of those guys up for this window that you have with the position players that you have, I just think that's a risk worth taking. Now, I do not think it's going to happen. <laughs> I do not think the Braves will get this done. I think Max Freed will go to free agency. Look, Dansby Swanson. Walked, he got a free agency, was gone. Freddie Freeman walked, somebody I never thought would get out of Atlanta. And things happen right or wrong. Again, I don't want to rehash that whole situation, how it went down. But if you're a Brave, you go to free agency, you didn't work out a deal. That means you probably weren't willing to take a team-friendly contract and you're likely going to be gone. Well, right or wrong, that's just the way things have gone here lately. So, And the best plan for Freed, I think, is to come back fully healthy in 2024, put up a Cy Young-type season, hit the open market, and get a $200 million-plus contract next offseason, probably from the Dodgers. But I think that's the best plan for Freed personally. But for me, as a Braves fan, get this extension done. I saw someone here, Jay is saying, seventh-year, $30 million team option. I've heard others in here saying, give them a seventh-year, uh, you know, $30 million a year. Like, I'm fine with that. I, I wouldn't want to go beyond $28 million, but again, you got a chance to lock up an ace, keep them in-house, and pair them at the top of your rotation with Spencer Strider during this window. I I'm willing to take that risk. It'd be different if the Braves were a fringe, you know, playoff team, somebody that's, you know, hoping to win a World Series instead of expecting to win a World Series. But when you're expecting to world win a World Series and you got a guy like Max Freed in your rotation, I think you do what you have to to get him locked up and part of this window that the Braves have. Because I think he's going to still be good. I think he's going to be a really good pitcher for the next three, four, five years even. And especially with Spencer Strider at the top right there, who's in the prime of his career. I just think that's a no-brainer in my mind to pair those two together. So that's what I would do. That's what I hope the Braves do. I don't think they will. But let me know down in the comments section, what contract would you give Max Fried? Would you give him a contract? Or do you just let him walk? If he gets the free agency, do you think he is gone? Golden Child says, got to get Max locked up, period. I agree with that 100%. I think it's the number one priority for the Braves this offseason because, again, before you go out and trade for you know, any type of a frontline pitcher, before you go out and sign a, even a Sonny Gray or Jordan Montgomery or whoever, I think you got to know what the future is with Max Freed if he's going to be here or not. So that why, that's why it is number, priority number one for me, C.J. LaChapelle saying I would give him anything he wants. I don't know if I'd go that far, but certainly you're not going to get a team-friendly deal with him, and I'd give him fair market value, whatever Max Reed and his agent thinks that is, maybe a little bit less than that, but you know A is going to draw a line in the sand somewhere, which is why I don't think it'll get done. But we all can dream, we all can hope, but again, coming back to that point, I think the Braves need to know more than anything, is Max Freed going to be here past 2024? And if he's not, I think you got to start looking for that replacement. Last one here from Nick C says, two years, $800 billion. I want a little bit more years than that with $800 billion. But yes, get Max Freed locked up. All right, got a little bit of news to get to. Some sl Silver Slugger Awards handed out. We'll discuss that here next. Just a little bit of news from 
Thursday. Sounds like Eric Young Jr. could be joining uh, Ron Washington in L.A. So the Braves could be looking for a first and a third base coach this offseason. I uh, know Matt Gugatsasopo from uh, the AAA. Gwinnett has been mentioned as a possible replacement there at third base. He came up or has come up and done it some already for the Braves when Wash was out this past season. Been talks of Von Grissom discussing ways to get him in the lineup, possibly moving him over to left field. He's supposed to be playing in the Puerto Rican Winter League, so I'm very curious to see if he's going to be trying out left field over there. We'll see what happens. I'll definitely be watching that. I was looking at lineups the other day, but I did not see Von Grissom's name, so don't think he's out there yet. Not sure quite when he's going to start. Ron Acuna playing and the Venezuelan League. Again, just glad that he does that. Love he wants to represent and play for his country. Just please, please stay healthy. And then the Silver Slugger Awards were announced. You had Acuna, Olsen, and Riley winning the award. Somehow Marcel Ozuna did not win it at the DH spot, and the Braves won the first-ever team Silver Slugger Award as they broke the record for slugging percentage in a season. One of the best offenses in the regular season we've ever seen at taking home some hardware on Thursday. So that's your news from Thursday. See Nick C in here is talking about David Ross, potential uh, replacement for either EY or Ron Washington. Joe Me talking about Martin Prado. Those are two guys we discussed yesterday I think would be great. Josh Foreman mentioning uh, Andrew McCutcheon in left. I thought about that the other day. I don't know how many games you can count on McCutcheon at this point. And I think if McCutcheon comes back, I think he probably comes back a pirate. Look, if he wants to win, uh, I think he would certainly go to the Braves. But it's somebody you could get on a one-year deal for five, six million. And he still put up some pretty good numbers last year. He's going to give you double-digit homers, double-digit steals, veteran. Seems like a great guy. I would not hate it. I just don't know how, how much you can count on him you know, to be in that lineup every day. Uh, I think you'd have to get a really solid left-handed, I don't want to say platoon partner, but you know, bench bat to maybe fill in for him at times, get him off his feet, maybe get him some stuff or some bats at DH. But I thought about Andrew McCutcheon. I don't hate the idea. Joe Mixon, Freed will be gone. He will not take a team-friendly deal and will explore all options in 2025, and he probably will sign with either a New York team or the Dodgers. I think it's similar to the Freddie Freeman situation. Max Freed from the West Coast, I think if he hits free agency, I think he's getting a 200-plus probably million-dollar deal from the Dodgers. I think that's where he would go. I think that's where most people think he would go. Stephen Ramey says, we should have had Grissom playing left field this year when he was in AAA. I understand why they didn't. You know, you want to give him every chance and opportunity to win that shortstop job because, look, it, it was one of my dream kind of – off-season scenarios, wishes that I talked about yesterday. I still want Alex to keep his eyes open, looking for that long-term shortstop. I just I don't believe RC is it. He's great. He's fine. You put him at the bottom of the lineup, let him play solid defense. I don't think he's going to hurt you, but I just don't think the Braves have that long-term shortstop. So I understand why you want to give Grissom every opportunity to prove that he can handle it defensively, and I don't know that he can't. I haven't gone back and watched a lot of film of him this past season. I know what I saw in spring training last year from the very first ground ball I saw him take. I said, this does not look like somebody that's comfortable at the shortstop position. So I am curious to go back and kind of watch some film on him at AAA to see if he's grown at all. But I understand why. They wanted to at least give him a year, you know, take the things that he worked on with Wash, see if it improves, 
Now it's up to the Braves to make that decision. Did he improve enough? Do you see him as a long-term shortstop? And if not, then yes, it's time to start exploring other ways and options to get him into the lineup. I've been saying for years now, it feels like, that I want to see him groom for that Chris Taylor type role where he can play the outfield positions, he can play infield, and just kind of be that bat when he comes in. You get him starts for five days a week. So that's my thoughts here on today's podcast. Thanks for joining me live. That's what I would do if I am the Atlanta Braves. Talked about yesterday what I would do if I'm the GM, the offseason moves I would make. But again, before I do any of that, I figure out what is going to happen with Max Freed. I try to extend him. I give him you know, the best offer I possibly can right now and see if you can get it done. And if not, then I start looking towards finding that replacement for him after 2024 when he ultimately likely does walk and sign with another team. But still hoping, fingers crossed, that a deal gets done there. That will do it for this episode of a Lockdown Braves. Thanks so much for joining us here live. Thanks for watching, listening to the replay, however you consume Lockdown Braves, YouTube, audio form, whatever it may be. Thank you so much for all your support. Make sure that you follow us on social media as well at shortstopball at Lockdown underscore Braves. I'll send out the post on Friday asking for those mailbag questions. So be on the lookout for that to have them answered on a Friday's mailbag episode. That'll do it here for this episode of Locked On Braves, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 